0: The Simpsons will be right back.
1: I got these. Four.
2: The word is out. Three and a half stars. Spawn is unforgettable, says Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times. He's not your father's superhero. He's a superhero for the next millennium. Just a good Spawn rules. It's the ultimate summer thrill ride. It delivers action, intensity, and one heck of a kick. Spawn, rated PG-13. Now playing.
1: Welcome to Pulp Commentary. I'm Mike. I'm NB.
3: And I am James.
1: Happy birthday, MB. (laughs) (laughs) Why, thank you, Mike. Happy goddamn birthday. Folks at home, it's MB's birthday, if that wasn't abundantly clear by me saying happy birthday, MB. Twice. Twice. Happy birthday, MB. It's your birthday.
0: It is your birthday. And a fifth.
1: And what have you chosen to do for your birthday,
0: MB? We're gonna we're gonna watch a really bad comic book movie, Mike. And what comic book movie is that, MB? We have waited literally, and and let me just preface this by saying we've waited for this way too long because th- no one should have to wait to watch this. No one should even want to want to watch this. But I decided, but uh, we were gonna make this extra special. We are watching the adaptation of Todd McFarlane's seminal image classic, Spawn.
3: I don't like seminal and Spawn being that close together in a sense. Oh, all that hell semen.
1: I mean, that is Necrogoo, essentially. But yes, we're we're about
0: to watch the worst version
3: (laughs) of this property. (laughs) Yeah. It's a weird thought, but yeah, it gets worse from Spawn. It gets worse from the
0: weird of that comic book. And Michael Jaw White was there, and Martin Sheen is going to be there. Black character was made white. Like, we're going to see a whole bunch of CGI capes.
1: Even though they tried out a practical one that they just didn't use.
0: Oh, it's, impro- it's on the actual like DVD cover. Cover, yeah. It's For on, some like, reason. And it looks cool. Like the costume looks cool. That's that's it. It's about all that you can I like say what, that's good.
3: I like how we're in the intro and we're at the pleading stage <laughs> already. This is I mean the costume was cool. I mean I I just do love that the most competent image of this movie was a production lighting test.
0: And I I just can't get into the ridiculousness of this movie quite simply in words because I don't think words do it justice. It's one of those movies where it's like, it is so bad, so weird, so 90s that really, this is one of the few movies where I'd say, no, you definitely have to watch this with the movie because you're not going to believe what you're seeing or what we're describing or reacting to unless you actually see it because it's Spawn. It's spawn. Necrogoo is a thing that is uttered multiple times. S to the P to the A to the on. God help us. Alright, I'm going
1: to count to three. After I say three, we will press play.
0: Do you have to? Uh,
1: yes. This is you, your birthday.
0: I know. I made the request, and the, I'm the one that's just like, I... This is a horrible mistake, but you know what? We're diving right into it.
3: You also- brought this Malboja on yourself.
1: Yes, we will lead your army. Also, audience, we're completely joking with the whole, uh, we don't want to do this thing. We, we, we... We're we're delighted. We're delighted. I would watch Spawn every single day if I could. I... am going mad.
3: I requested this commentary, month one of Pulp Nightmare. (laughs) I want to make that very clear. (laughs) Before I was on the show. And this is, uh, James' Make-A-Wish.
0: So... We are making dreams come true with this commentary, and it's beautiful. That said, it's time for some Necrogoo. One, two,
1: three.
3: Have you guys talked to my doctor? Um, it's... You... see, you... You were
1: warned not to give me Power of Attorney, but you did it anyway, and we it's too late to go back on God,
3: it. God, I feel nostalgic for the New Line logo. Same. Mortal Kombat! Bang, bang, spawn, 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 spawn. Necrogoo,
1: God, the visuals look bizarre and cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! I like how we're just seeing, like, guys, I don't know if the plot of the movie you're about to see unfold is going to make sense to you, so let's just tell it to you up front, and then you can watch it unfold with surprise.
0: Also, they're telling it via flashbacks to end of days.
1: End of days and just the movie we're about to watch.
3: Yeah, I like how they're they're acting as this as if this is spawn too, and they need to recap the first movie <laughs> previously on spawn. How is the first set of this
1: movie bad? But Michael Jaw White Roundhouse Kicking makes it all better. This really does look like a set from Street Fighter.
3: No, not Assassin Science.
1: And I love 90s military science so much. Because it it all looks exactly the same.
0: It was so gadget-prone, too. Like, it (laughs) had to have the, like... The gears and it, something had to move.
1: Like, it, and it just, it's for no reason. Like, why did that need to automatically rise up? Why can he just grab it and pull it up? Doesn't it look like he's about to
3: pull out the sonic hammer from Steel? Yes. <laughs> and then hop into the hover tank from Sergeant Bilko? This is very Steel like. And I don't mean that because
1: that was the other black superhero. I just uh. mean this is equally as cheap.
3: Can you imagine I, I, if it was the same universe, though? We had the milestone cinematic universe <laughs> randomly.
0: I I never realized that until you just said it, but holy crap, was it bad to be a black person in the 90s and want a superhero movie featuring a black lead because these are the only two you got? And then there
1: was no more played. until Black Panther. Okay, there was it's
3: that. really weird to think, no, we were just full of a black... Oh, you cut out. Black superhero movies in the mid to late 90s. Yeah,
0: that's
1: That's true.
3: Steel, Spawn, Blade. The the dramatic reveal.
0: I don't count anything before Blade, because it's stuff like this. Well, and Meteor Man. We got Meteor Man.
1: Oh, we should do commentary for Meteor Man.
0: We should. Meteor Man is a much better movie than this, even though I love this movie unconditionally.
1: No, Meteor
3: Man is not a better movie than this. (laughs)
0: I don't know, though. Look at this.
3: I feel like Meteor Man at least has heart. This has hell. I just want to point out, right now we're hearing the first Neil Gaiman character to ever appear in film. (laughs) Never forget, Neil Gaiman created Cogliostro.
4: Ah, stand alone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, I I thought we were done with the opening credits. I'm sorry. I I, I got excited for a second.
3: No, we have to go further into the butthole. Also, seeing John Leguizamo's name in that font with this music is the funniest (laughs) thing in the world. Hey, Melinda Clark. John Leguizamo, who I feel I should point out, of all the people in this movie, has the best career.
1: Yeah. I like how you're counting
3: Martin Sheen in there. He does. He's in stuff more often than Martin Sheen is. There's. I've been fascinated by the career of John Leguizamo since I was a kid. I've the, the way he has been consistently John Leguizamo since the early 90s fascinates me.
0: I just want to point out that Greg Nicotero's name just popped up in this. The man behind The Walking Dead special effects contributed to this movie.
3: Might explain why the costume is actually good. And Violator.
0: Yeah, those are like the only two things that are practical in this movie.
1: Hey, I'm, I'm sure there's like a shot of Malbogia's
0: dick that's practical. I'm actually counting the entire cast and all the sets when I say that.
3: Uh, Guillermo Navarro. Guillermo Navarro, who was the DP on this? I didn't, uh, I didn't know that. It's been a while watch this. So he did the devil's backbone, and then Spawn.
0: So Mike, you you probably you're more into Spawn than I am. You would probably know more what Tom McFarland's actual thoughts on this movie are. Uh, I think
1: it's bounced back and forth. I think most of the time he just doesn't really talk about it. He's just happy that a movie was made of a character he created.
3: Then again, he has also dedicated like the past 15 to 20 years of his life in making the real Spawn movie. Yeah. Which I think says it all. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't think he's ever really
1: publicly said anything against the movie, but you can kind of like read between the lines of things he said a lot of the time.
3: It's so the most '90s thing in the world. Anti-U.S. sentiment on the rise.
1: Also, oh, I love uh, Noir Clown here. <laughs>
3: If only Wynn had the devil horns in his hair for no reason.
0: <laughs> Engineering biological weapons. Is there anything more 90s than that sentence?
1: I like how the writer of this movie decided, okay, I have the spawn thing I need to make, but I also have this script for this generic 90s action thriller about biological weapons. I'd like to combine the two somehow.
0: When you think about it, this movie has less to do with the plot of, like, hell taking over Earth, and more to do with the fact that Spawn has to stop a weird 90s plot from happening.
3: Well, earlier today we were talking about uh Jack Reacher, that weird accidental movie series that's still going. This is basically Spawn as Jack Reacher. <laughs>
1: Never go back.
0: Hey, USA Today. What well, I feel like if circumstances permitted it, Tom Cruise would actually have played Spawn at one point. Somehow.
1: <laughs> it kind of pisses me off that the 90s actually got a Spawn movie at the height of Spawn popularity. And it was this. <laughs>
3: Yeah, because this it's still was like amazing that it was made though. Like, that true, still blows me away because how? Well, it's it's weird because like Spawn,
0: you could argue for comic books was pretty much the '90s equivalent to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, while big in the '90s, was did get its start in the '80s. So Spawn was basically the big phenomena of new characters, essentially. And it should have probably been bigger than it actually was, but really only whatever you can point to is basically, okay, it had a really good HBO animated sh- animated series, and it had really cool toys, and um, it had comics and video games. And that that just... That's about as far as you can get. You can't really say, like, it has a film series like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did. It didn't have a dramatic reboot like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did. It didn't have several animated shows like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles
3: did. Spawn is imprisoned in 1997. Yeah. Also, I just realized I said Jack Reacher when I meant to say Jack Ryan, but I I feel like it's kind of interchangeable. No, the other white man who runs... Why
1: hasn't Tom Cruise played Jack Ryan?
3: I feel like even Cruise thinks that that's on the nose. (laughs) Well, hello. A sexy
1: female chapel. I love how over-the-top Melinda Clark is in this movie. Fulfilling her role as sexy action later.
4: Also
0: now I want to see a Jack Ryan movie where Michael Jaw White plays Jack Ryan.
3: <laughs> Suddenly I'm interested. <laughs> Anything also, with
1: Michael Jaw White real. Why does he have scorpions? <laughs> also evil scorpions.
0: And there's a tarantula. <laughs> he says rent. He's running a
3: zoo. Hello, universe good bat match. We didn't get a parallel universe good Batman and Robin with Clark as Poison Ivy.
1: Oh, that would have been fantastic. Look at her. That would have actually been good. In a form. That one thing would have been good.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We would have still had to deal with monkey work.
1: Deal with monkey work? That would have... That's still been my favorite part.
0: Step. Bomb. I still, love, I still love how watching this movie immediately brings up Batman and Robin. You cannot bring up... You cannot not bring up Batman and Robin if you're watching Spawn. I'm sure oh, that bring up Steel. every 90s it's
3: movie. It's like, it's all linked together. It's one beautiful, bad comic book movie tapestry. Because there's something... So specifically bad about bad '90s superhero movies. I it's can't like, quite put my finger on it, but it's, it's the, the style.
4: style. It's the yeah, style.
0: Like they were so over the top and so full of themselves and so into their own time, and they and had all no self awareness about it. They all thought they were making art,
3: and they all don't know if they're kids' movies or not. Yeah, it's always hilarious, which makes it, which gives it this weird TV vibe. Yeah, that's what I've always loved about Spawn. Spawn is kind of just a PG movie. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Despite being about a man who goes to hell and is told that in order to save the woman he loves, or in order to be with the woman he loves, he has to go back and create Armageddon. Like, this is not a PG character.
3: It's very weird, because McFarland created Spawn to be the least, like, marketable, you can say, superhero in the world. Like, the most anti-superhero superhero superhero he can imagine. The first thing they do whenever they get their hands on Spawn is try to make a generic superhero movie. (laughs) (laughs) That appeals to everybody. It's like not that Spawn is like this super transgressive counterculture character, but e- even McFarlane would say, "Okay, the thing you do with Spawn is definitely not whatever this is."
1: Do not make Spawn into Spider-Man randomly.
3: M- meanwhile, Martin Sheen so is delightful. Uh, this fascinating movie. about. <laughs> That's why I've always been fascinated with the animated series, because even more so than the comics, the HBO show got what the germ of that idea was. Like, oh, this isn't a superhero. This is some horror character who has superpowers and occasionally fights other things. The
0: -the over-the-topness of all of (laughs) this. Oh, no!
3: And then the Super Mario is played by Bob Hoskins, flies back. Oh!
4: For a
1: second, I thought the movie had sucked. It was just a weird short film we watched. That's the director's cut.
3: Well, we should mention we're watching the director's cut. Let's throw that out there. What I find fascinating is I've never seen this movie uncut. I've only ever seen this on TV.
1: It's honestly not that much cut down for for the actual film.
3: I forgot how weird this was. Just, boom, spawn.
4: Yeah, we're not even
0: ten minutes in, are we? Like, okay, we're about fifteen minutes in, but still... Most
3: of that was credits. And describing the plot of Spawn. (laughs)
0: I get that that was the format of the comic, because the first issue of the comic is basically, like, a bunch of images, and then it just cuts to a dude wearing the costume, being an amnesiac.
1: Yeah, it's, that's that, the that, thing. It's that, like, you gotta start Spawn in media Res.
0: And plus, I don't think that was intentionally made as a reference to the comic. I think they just chose to do it that way.
1: Pretty much. By the way, I will say, I really do like the score to this film.
3: It oh, has a pretty good score. Also, watching a burned hobo slowly descend a movie set is this movie in a
4: nutshell? Yeah.
3: <laughs> so have you always been fascinated by Al's hobo clothes? That's just, just just how I dress.
0: I just, Spawn I just and how... plaid is hilarious. I just love how somebody dressed him in that. Because either that or like Mel Bolja just gave him that while he was, when he agreed to lead his army.
3: And this is the moment we realize what Spawn is. When his 90s kid sidekick with the backwards baseball cap shows up. Jesus Christ. You, You
0: mean Max from, uh, from Kazam?
1: <laughs> Jesus. No, nothing says, like, dark horror character more than he has a precocious child sidekick.
4: Hey, that um.
0: Hobo child. Hey, you guys want to know an interesting fact about this movie? Cagliostro was originally supposed to be played by Richard Burton. <laughs> oh, that would have been delightful. Yeah, he dropped out of the project because he thought it was stupid. Shocking. <laughs>
3: This isn't what Neil wrote at all! I don't know why I've always been obsessed with this song, specifically at playing over that spawn, walking through this set. <laughs> It's like, well, I guess if you're you're doing pop culture spawn, this kind of works, but why? I distinctly remember watching this movie at, like, age, like, nine, and this being the moment where I was like, oh, this is bad. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is going to be a fun 90 minutes.
0: Also, I love how they're not really in a city so much as they're in the extended version of the alleyway where normal people live, and then non-normal people live.
3: Uh, They're on a set from the crew. Pretty much. Did you guys ever have that moment as a kid? Because I had this frequently, when you were waiting all day, or all week, for a movie to come on TV that you'd never seen before. You get 15 minutes into it, and you're like, ah, Fuck. (laughs) Nah. But you know you have to watch the rest of the movie because you planned your day around it. No, nah, not till I was, like,
1: much older, like 13 or so.
0: Necroplasmic body.
3: Not everybody has an armor of necroflesh, Tom.
0: <laughs> also, this actor is giving an amazing performance for this movie.
1: Oh, Cogli is fucking awesome in this film.
3: Isn't this fucking Merlin from Excalibur? I think so. God, Spawn (laughs) just looks so
1: dry. Like, I just want to, like, pour liquid on him.
3: I love Babushka Spawn there.
4: Also,
0: yes, you were right, actually. It is uh, Merlin from Excalibur. (laughs)
3: Who doesn't seem to have aged a day since the 70s. You know, it's odd that they hired specifically a midget clown. And that they had to book clown. Like, clown had a receptionist.
0: He had a business card, where it was just the comic book
4: version of him.
1: <laughs> I love how the locket says Forever.
4: Call one hate a hundred violate.
1: I love how this movie ended up accidentally having a progressive um, interracial couple because they because d- the studio was like there's too many black people make one white.
0: <laughs> so they got progressive out of non
3: progressive. It is really weird to think that this movie. Even this movie, this movie specifically, with the people making it, still let Spawn be black.
1: God, could you imagine if we got white Spawn?
3: As played by Keanu Reeves. (laughs) Yeah, I'll lead your army. One. Why does Al forget to speak?
1: Listen, you want to know what his genitals must look like right now?
3: Also, I've always been obsessed with how horribly they treat this <laughs> burned homeless man they find. Like it's the fucking Victorian era. I don't know, I'd be
1: pretty terrified if I saw a burned homeless man in my yard.
0: He's just so dry.
1: Oh god, we have Vaseline! What an odd series of events that are currently taking place. I like how Clown just walks like he's clearly someone just on their knees. Oh, that shot of Terry as if he knows something. <laughs> we get it. They were married. Movie. Jesus fucking Christ. He's, he's dry everywhere else. Now he's just moist. Also, I like how we just keep cutting to deleted scenes. Essentially,
3: no, uh, it's like the Dolph and Punisher. <laughs>
4: I like how, like,
0: he can change his form, but he specifically put on a cloth costume for that.
1: Well, he's not the later.
3: Oh, he makes it very clear he is the violator. And
1: this is when Spawn is Spawn. It's like, oh, a poop joke.
0: This is this movie. This is like a weird, perverse episode of Goosebumps. <laughs> it, <laughs> it really is. Like, it has the same effects as Goosebumps. What? No, Goosebumps had better effects, I'm going to say it. Clown is
3: kind of delightful in this film.
0: Oh, he is. Look, look was almost giving his A-game, but
3: he also just is aware of the movie. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Lake Wazamo seems to be the only person who realized he's in Spawn.
4: <laughs> and was Michael I, I, John
3: White, like,
4: gotta give
0: it up to the dude. He committed 100%. He, Like Gabriel Mott in the spirit, he thought 100% that he was in a real Spawn movie and he was going to give his all.
3: Oh, yeah. What I like, though, is if he were giving a comedic performance, would you know? That is also true. uh, Going back to Clown, I will argue, I don't think there's any other way to play Clown.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's funny. If you compare this to um, animated series Clown, it's like it's the same character played two completely different ways.
0: Oh, yeah, one's creepy, one is just a thing. Speaking of a thing.
1: I love the CGI green fog over his dick.
3: Back to formula.
1: God damn it, Frank Walker. Why, why is Mel, wow, he doesn't even have one. Yeah!
4: <laughs> The
3: army of spawn bros. Ooh, 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 spawn, ooh, spawn, ooh, spawn, ooh, spawn, ooh. <laughs> spawn,
4: spawn, necro, 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 yes necro. S the B to the A to the A to the
1: A. Wanda! Seriously, t- TV Clown is like whispery and creepy and weird while doing essentially the same exact things. And then this is just some like weird version of the Joker. And I love how you can play them as both.
3: I actually feel like John Leguizamo would make an awesome TV Joker. He would. Latino Joker. <laughs> oh, a return to Cesar Romero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he
1: grows a mustache out just for the park. This was Michael Jaw White's one chance at being a leading actor.
3: <laughs> it's kind of tragic yeah, something, ima- that he, something that
0: he really wouldn't regain until Black Dynamite where he became a leading comedic actor.
3: could
4: you I'd imagine you
0: that joke over a fart joke again?
3: could you imagine the alternate universe though where this was inexplicably a huge hit mm-hmm <clears throat>
1: Like this in demolition man where the biggest movies are e- ever made
0: like it it would have to take Avatar to undo the box office that this actually made.
1: God, could you imagine James Cameron spawn? <laughs>
3: I will say, this is the most accurate portrayal of Satanists in movies.
1: Unfortunately. It's devil worshippers. There's a difference.
4: <laughs> Don't cringe like,
0: upon feel, my religion. I feel like <laughs> if this movie were made today, those two characters would have been played by Nick Frost and Simon Pegg.
1: Yeah. You know, nothing really sums up this movie as an adaption of Spawn more than this scene, which is a scene from the comic animated series, but dumb. Where, like, the shovel talks now, and green
3: electricity...
1: There are devil worshippers. I mean, of course,
3: this is hilarious, but... It's something that always fascinates me. Whenever they take something that's dopey and comic books to begin with, and then make it more comic books to the point where it's this. (laughs) No, make it more of a cartoon.
0: And that can only be done on accident. That's the great thing about it, is that it's never done intentionally.
3: It's like the thing with the Resident Evil films. Like, how do you take something as weird as the Resident Evil games and make them more video games? I <laughs> Does it always bother you that he's wearing that forever?
1: Uh, like, underneath his, his Necrogoo, he's just forever in plaid?
3: That's gotta be uncomfortable.
1: You must
0: sweat a lot. Necroflesh, by the way. I remember as a kid being so, like... The visual of the main character always stuck out to me, like, no matter what it was. Like, that's... And that's one oh, yeah. of the reason I'm a fan of so many superheroes is because of what I thought of them visually. Like, that's why I loved characters like The Flash, and, of course, is why I like Spider-Man and all those characters... Spawn was definitely the same, but there was always an air of, like, but it feels wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's like there's something off and I can't quite place it. It's because he was like a ripoff of, like, several other characters meshed into one. Or not even a ripoff, it was just kind of a reclaiming, because originally McFarlane did Venom and liked the concept a lot, but didn't want it to be owned by Marvel.
3: I like guess weird. Venom is technically a self ripoff of Spawn. It's true, and
4: that's which why is weird like...
1: because McFarlane didn't create the alien symbiote or anything. No, he just stumbled upon it because Spider Man was doing that at the time.
4: I like how I was I like
0: how in my in my mind I was thinking he's gonna say Wanda, what have I done? Not remembering that he actually does, and then he does. Because this movie is nothing if not predictable.
1: Oh, I do I do want to say it is a common misconception that McFarlane ripped off any like uh venom and stuff for Spawn. Technically Spawn was created in the seventies. Just some other shit that looked like Spawn happened to be created at the same exact time that McFarlane started working at Marvel. It's really
3: weird. Oh, isn't there like I think McFarlane's shown like childhood drawings of like when he was thirteen of early, early Spawn who Are just he? happens to look like Black Symbiote Spider-Man who wasn't invented yet.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Except that Spawn had pirate boots when McFarlane was a kid. <laughs> And this isn't like bullshit Bob Kane childhood drawings.
3: <laughs> Could you imagine if Cogliostro in An Amazing Git was instead played by Neil Gaiman? <laughs> I'm the only one I trust to do this right. You uh, that introduction would be two hours long. You know I'll doing this won't
0: reunite you with Wanda. Why is everything a question mark with you? I'm British. <laughs> I like how
1: he did that just to remind himself that he has superpowers. I guess
0: no, just to remind himself that he has a blade.
3: Meanwhile, in the other movie.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Oh, it, Gaiman won Cogliostro, but just was like, anyway, here, you can have it back. <laughs> All right, isn't that what happened?
0: I believe so. Because, I mean, there was a big... i For years, there was a huge lawsuit between, you know, Gaiman and McFarlane over characters that Gaiman created for the Spawn comic. And Todd McFarlane just... Of course, being McFarlane just was like, no, no, it was under the Spawn banner. It's mine. And Jesus. <laughs> I. T- t- I've lost. Tr- I've I lost used track.
1: to. I used to, and still do, have a thing for Melinda Clark.
3: Oh, eternally. I think we all do. And Martin but Sheen.
0: I think we all do, but. Um. Oh, what was I saying?
3: You took the lawsuit. That,
0: that costume threw me off so bad. But, um, but, yeah, the lawsuit was, like, it was between them and finally, only in, like, 2014 did, Ga- did Gaiman finally have it in his favor that he owned the rights to Angela, and then he got Cagliostro. But it was like, you can have Cagliostro, I just want Angela, and then gave it to Marvel.
3: Well, from my understanding, it was never really about those characters. That was a symbolic thing. It was always about the Miracle Man rights. Kind of, yeah. Like, they were kind of just out to fuck each other at that point.
1: Like, Coglerosto and Angela were essentially just proxies. It was kind of just an excuse to, like, create a lawsuit based around something.
4: Oh, God.
0: It's first appearance. I
3: don't know what you're talking about. This looks exactly like Doctor Strange. (laughs) <laughs> Literally the same effect. It is weird to think the next movie that would try a CGI cape would be 20
4: years later,
1: <laughs> and be Man of Steel. <laughs> Spawn with his goddamn guns.
0: I love how ridiculous of a character Spawn is. He has all this power, and he still resorts to machine guns.
3: Could you imagine if this was Chapel, but they still cast Clark? <laughs> Just dressed try- exactly like this, but with the face
4: paint. <laughs> that, that would, would be, be okay attractive. With
3: that would be very attractive. I know this is a commentary, but can we rewind for a moment?
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think my sexuality awakened during this movie. And then Sheen showed up smoking a cigar, and I was like, oh.
0: Was with the neon globe? Also, the dude playing Terry, like, not only is he a white dude in this movie, he is the most white dude I think I've ever seen in the movie. He is aggressively white. Like, he's one shade darker than Noah Wiley.
3: Doesn't he seem like he should be Arnold Schwarzenegger's easily killed off best friend?
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: No! When you killed... When you kill Terry, you went too far.
1: <laughs> He's still named Terry.
3: Yes, Mount Bulger, I will lead your army. The Arnold as fucking spawn would be some I, I'm sure that was on the table for like five minutes.
0: Now get out of my face, clown. Now you have to get back to Wanda.
1: I think McFarlane, like, sold the movie rights to New Line for, like, a dollar in exchange for creative control in some way. And I think the only thing he managed to do was, Spawn looks like Spawn and is black.
3: (laughs) That's something that McFarlane never... God, that looks weird in that light. It really does. (laughs) He looks like fucking (laughs) Fleshman. See, graphic novelism for our continuing obsession with... Flesh man, the most horrible character in history. <laughs> but um That's something McFarlane never gets a m- much credit for. It's like in spite of his mo- sometimes more dickish qualities, that dude has always a co- cared about shit like representation and diversity. Yeah. But that was like his big thing in creating Spawn was hey, there's really no black superheroes other than this jungle guy and this ex con. I'm just gonna fucking make the coolest motherfucker in the world a black dude.
4: And not only
0: that,
3: but he was, there was Angela, kind of. Angela, by the way.
0: <laughs> yeah. One, like, three second shot of some chick.
3: In her spa, her movie spawn earrings, which is just a weird plot hole.
1: Yeah. And also, all I like is with the scenes about to happen, Angela saw that and did nothing.
3: Also, I,
0: I was just saying, like, McFarlane also managed to strike an amazing kind of realization that, like, oh, who are the most popular characters of the 1980s going into the 90s? Well, Batman just had Dark Knight Returns come out. Watchmen had Rorschach. The Punisher is getting really, really big, and Wolverine is a huge thing. What if I threw all of those characters in a blender and then made him black? And you have a new character. <laughs> it was <laughs> genius! I'm sorry, it, just this shot. <laughs> but
4: it was a brilliant move. No.
0: But Bumble Frelin like, never shies away from the fact that he was intentionally trying to do that, because he was just trying to capitalize on what was popular. And Speaking
3: of Batman... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: that screensaver falling over everybody. Wait a
3: second, I never noticed this. Did his cape just go through Michael Sheep?
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, it draped over everyone, and then they went through it.
3: God. But, um... But yeah, d- despite, and I'm saying this as someone who is not a Spawn fan at all. I think it's kind of, uh, it's a weird line to draw to say, like, okay, this thing is invalid because it borrows from X, Y, and Z, when that's how literally all of superheroes works.
1: Yeah.
3: I mean, wasn't it Green Arrow who was created? Oh, no, no, it was Blue Beetle who was created because Green Arrow was a thing, so, color, noun. Pretty much.
1: There's a lot of that. I mean, that's kind of the thing. Is like, if you're lamenting this as borrowing from these things, then technically you should be mad at those things for the same
3: exact reasons. I mean, The Punisher is ripped off from a pulp novel. Yeah. Like,
0: the only thing, the only thing I would argue is that that was done earlier, and for some reason that adds legitimately to it, whereas this feels weirder because it was done later. Even though I like Spawn. I do like uh, Spawn. Like, I feel there's a lot of potential in that character that was wasted on the 90s. Yeah.
3: Well, there's a great uh, quote from James L. Brooks that I always think about whenever that comes up, which is, when you steal from a black-and-white movie, suddenly it's an homage. Yeah. Also, can we talk about Clark and this outfit? <laughs> just be, being Joanna Dark for a scene. Also, does she have a proton pack on her back? I never noticed how odd this costume is. Yeah,
1: she just has some stuff.
0: Wow, that that belt Looked even faker than I remembered it.
3: I've never seen this before. This is cut out of the television version. What a stupid line.
4: <laughs>
3: what, wow, every day is Halloween? That sounds like fun, Spawn.
1: Spawn having one-liners seems so wrong.
4: It is uh, weird, like,
0: this was one of the few things to give Spawn a real personality, where in the comics, he just kind of whines and kind of is, like, lamenting the fact that he's Spawn. In the animated series, they
3: managed to reel it back enough to where it's God, like... Ah, that's a cool song. Uh, that cool shot. Sorry to interrupt, but that's, that's the only thing in this movie that's cool, is that one shot. It's true.
0: But like, <laughs> the animated
3: series, Wow.
4: WANDA!
3: <laughs> to me, my nipples. Also, I should point out, I've never seen Spawn battle Clark before. Really? That entire sequence is cut out. He crashes, Sheen yells, summons, and then the police come. Huh. I guess Spawn just brutally murdering a woman was too much. <laughs> this is too much for Fox Knight at the movies.
0: Also, I'm so sad that Melinda Clark is not in the movie anymore. Same.
3: In that suit, I assume she was vacuum-sealed in.
0: Then again, there's only like 20 minutes left in this movie, so I I guess...
3: Also, Mike, you mentioned them making him Spider-Man. Yep. (laughs) You were talking about uh, Spawn's personality in the Animated Series.
0: Well, in the personality department for the Animated Series... Jesus Christ! I just realized what shot is coming up, and I'm so giddy right now. Um, his personality in the anime series was reeled back from the comic books because the comic books had him basically depressed, super depressed, for 120 issues until Simmons died. Essentially, like he was just one, kind of a one-note character in terms of his personality. Everything else around him was what made the comic interesting. The animated series took that personality and made it a point of a driving force, like he was like that for five minutes, but then he became really vengeful and like almost he went deeper down the rabbit hole
3: <laughs> spawn falling is the funniest thing in the world to me,
1: and then spawn flies.
3: you know, I never really thought of it this way until you brought it up, but. You can make the argument Spawn is the first grunge superhero.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. First and only, really. I, first and only. The the Crow.
3: Uh, I would say the Crow is more punk.
4: Yeah, the I the movie I guess Crow
1: is... I, uh, probably falls into grunge. The comic is definitely more punk.
3: I want her for the Nemesis program. <laughs>
0: Spawn's pretty goddamn grunge, though. It's it's weird to think, like, grunge was kind of what they were all going for whenever they started Image and did stuff like Wildcats and Youngblood, well, but Spawn was really the only one that exemplified that.
3: Fuck, who's the dude from Youngblood? Who's the fucking, uh... Who's just a grunge character?
1: I only know Bad Rock. <laughs>
3: Or not, uh, Youngblood, but, uh, what's the mo- oh, uh, Gen 13.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, his name's Oh, grunge. grunge, yeah. His name is literally Grunge.
3: I love how, for a moment, I could not remember if that was Youngblood, <laughs> Gen 13, or Wildcats, or possibly the Wetworks.
1: I see, I don't like you comparing Gen 13 and Youngblood. Even though they I are the
0: same. Yeah, Youngblood doesn't have Caitlyn Fairchild, and it's they're a lesser really, team for it.
3: It is really weird to think, technically, Gen 13 was the legitimate
4: image team book.
3: That's weird. I think we've talked about this before, like, of all of the...
1: Not counting, like, Savage Dragon, but, like, of this... Of the image, image books... Really, the only ones worth a damn were outside of Savage Dragon were Spawn and Gen 13.
3: And Savage Dragon wasn't me- was kind of just made in a vacuum. That was Larson just saying, L- "Put me in my studio, lock the door, and just let me do this comic myself for a hundred years <laughs> for the he- rest of my life."
0: He basically made AxCop before AxCop became a thing in the form of a dragon.
1: I love awesome. clowns as bitches,
3: by the way. I <laughs> oh, <no>. Look, <laughs> is having so much fun. He is. <laughs> to be fair, Martin Sheen's having a lot of Martin
1: fun, Martin Sheen,
0: too. yeah. The, the villains in this have a lot of fun.
3: You think Martin Sheen remembers this movie? I think he remembers this movie
1: the same way Naomi Watts remembers Tank Girl.
0: I know. I think it's like for him, it's the Michael Caine Jaws the Revenge situation. It's like, yeah, I bought a house with this.
4: Who are you, Who are talking, you talking to? She's
3: <laughs> <laughs> talking about Spawn. Him wearing the coat over his costume is hilarious to me. It
1: really is, especially because his chest is gigantic <laughs> with the costume on. So <laughs>
3: fucking sneaky,
4: Spawn. <Spong. laughs>
1: Honestly, my favorite part of this movie is Spass.
3: And Michael Jai White, dressed like that, saying, Spass! Every time you touch me, it's immense pain. His face opens up and swallows her hand. No, not again! <laughs> it's like Biocop. Exactly. I like this little girl's Cosby sweater, by the way. You grew up to be Ryan Gosling, oh, oh God, are we ready? <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to say this, but this is so disrespectful to
4: spawn. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That is how stupid this movie is. <laughs> like, Todd McFarlane didn't deserve <laughs> this. This was his baby. He had a family, goddammit.
1: I mean, he still does, but they were <laughs> younger at the time. They
0: were never
3: the same.
4: <laughs> there are uh, PS1... mouth vid-
3: is moving.
4: There are PS1 This is a video
0: Seriously, there are PS1 video games that have better graphics than that. PS1 spawn video
1: games.
3: Also, I like how this is one of many times John Leguizamo has been in drag in his storied career.
1: (laughs) And that's not even counting Super Mario Bros. the movie.
3: uh... Leguizamo has a book. Because, of course, he wrote a fucking tell-all book. Just... About his experiences in Hollywood, I've always wanted to read. Cause look at his fucking IMDb page, and it's like he is a part of every hell of a thing <laughs> to happen in the past twenty years. To Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmore Leguizamo, Super Mario Brothers. Leguizamo, Spawn. Leguizamo, Land of the Dead. Leguizamo. <laughs> I, I, I feel like he should be the patron saint of pulp commentaries.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can we just make that an official declaration? John Leguizamo is the patron saint of pulp commentaries.
3: Well, also just fucking being like like one of the most hard-working people in Hollywood, randomly. Like, John Leguizamo does, does so fucking much. Like, he has a does. recording career, he's a successful stand-up, he has a one-man show, he wrote a graphic novel about himself, <laughs> and he's currently working in an outreach program for Latino youth in his own old neighborhood. I'm and, a li- I have a little bit of a crush on John Leguizamo. I'm not going to lie.
0: Leguizamo's and, fucking awesome. And he helps John Wick fix his car. <laughs> I'm not even talking about, like, the context of him being in those movies. I mean, he helps John Wick, the real person who lives and is an assassin, fix his car.
3: And that's another thing. It's 2017. He still has the John Leguizamo part.
1: Also, hey, Uncle Ben's killer. See, this is what led him to this. Spawn kicks his ass, right? He loses his son. He's so down and out that he tries to... uh He ends up robbing that wrestling promotion. And in his hobo insanity, he ends up killing Uncle Ben and creating Spider-Man. And then Spider-Man is more popular in the city because he's white, and then Spawn has to go away out of uh, racial sadness. And give his costume to Venom. As played by Tom Hardy, it's... A really, like, it's America in a nutshell, to be honest.
3: That's really weird to think, after this scene, Thomas Hayden Church, as Flint Marco, is going to walk up and say, It's okay, I've got a score. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god, this plot.
3: This scene from Tank
1: Girl. I had, it really is, I had a toy of win. Where his you could like press a button and like his heart lit up or something.
4: Like his really chest
1: stupid. lit up? Yes, it was really stupid. I'll try to find a picture of it after we're done here.
3: I like well, the idea of treating this like it's a superpower.
0: Also, I, I I just love that if you if you just played it off as being Derek Powers, aka Blight from Batman Beyond, it would be a completely different picture. <laughs> Because I assume it glows
3: green. How did Spaz even get up there? I Blow like the kid his, away. <laughs> I like his spawn cave he inexplicably has here.
1: You think he would sleep in there?
3: I will never forget like in the promotional uh, bullshittery for this movie back in the 90s. Just them interviewing uh, Todd McFarland about what the hell Spawn is supposed to be? (laughs) And, like, he said, the thing that uh made him want to create a character of Spawn was just seeing Superman and his Fortress of Solitude and Batman and his Batcave and thinking, I really want to create a homeless superhero. (laughs) Like, just somebody who has no family, no supporting cast, nothing to come home to, he's just a force of nature. And in this movie, he ha- he has a kid sidekick <laughs> and a spawn cave.
1: And a dog. A fucking <laughs> dog. It really, most of the time, seems like the movie's going out of its way to be as little like Spawn as possible.
0: Again, like, as James James said, this wouldn't have had Spawn in the suit if McFarlane hadn't made a deal to where he could have some form of creative
3: control. Can Spawn just look like Blade? No. Do you fucking know they briefly on the table was Spawn in a trench coat and sunglasses?
0: (laughs) Or in, like, plastic armor or something.
3: It's really tragic. This has one of the greatest practical suits ever. Like I'll throw it in there with Raimi's Spider-Man and Wonder Woman. Oh, it's fucking gorgeous. And a design you wouldn't think would ever be pulled off successfully on film because it doesn't look like it would translate.
1: Yeah. And it's I mean, just this, the Spawn costume.
3: I always I would watch this movie as a kid and think one day Venom's going to be in a Spider-Man movie and he's going to look like that. And in Spider Man 3, Venom does not look this good. No. This
1: looks like skin, which is so impressive.
3: I like how Leguizamo chose in that moment to briefly make ha!
4: <laughs>
1: I like how they even pulled off clown looking just exactly like clown. That's what's so bizarre, is this is one of the like '90s bad comic book movies, not counting things like you know the Shadow, the Rock, uh, well Shadow of the Rocketeer, blah blah blah, other levels, but what like a Steel type one where the characters actually look like the characters, but everything else is painfully wrong and terrible.
3: It's really weird to watch.
1: Like, here's Spawn, just looking like Spawn, but he's saying action, 90s action movie, like Schwarzenegger, like one
0: liners. And has a kid's sidekick and a dog.
3: Like, the only thing I can compare it to really is the spirit, where it's like, there's, this is just a spirit movie. But it's not in any way. And I, my brain doesn't want to see it. That's a thing Spawn just said. We all we all know the real Spawn would say, Kill the dog. I don't care. <laughs> there is no difference between something alive or dead.
1: Then he pulls out a gun and tries to blow his brains out, but he won't die. Spawn's a depressing character sometimes. Oh, God.
4: (laughs) Why? I
3: just want to know why. (laughs) What
1: I like is up until the vibrator joke, he was just saying other spawn characters.
4: Yeah, there is.
0: is There is totally a character named Vindicator.
3: I like to think that that uh, monologue, in its entirety, came from one of the Alan Moore issues.
0: (laughs) And even, like, even when awesome stuff like the practical monster for the Violator is done in this movie, it still has that tinge of not being well-used. Which is interesting. Oh, the director
1: ex- director of this has mainly directed animated Garfield movies and the Boxcar Children.
3: Yeah, we discovered that before uh, before watching this. This was directed by some guy, Mark A. Z. Dippy, which just sounds fake. And once again, director of photography Guillermo Navarro. Is why this movie is occasionally pretty. That's
1: why occasionally it looks like a Guillermo del Toro film.
0: And again, music by G- Grain Ravel, like Greg Nicotero worked on the effects. There are some talented people on this movie except the director. And the screenwriters, I mean. I...
1: Of which the director is one of
3: them. <sighs> Clint Marco just walks out. Easy spawn! <laughs>
1: It was an accident. I didn't mean to kill you, Al. Then he
3: floats away. <laughs> oh, could you imagine that spawn, too? <laughs> Fuck. Like, Priest had the gun pointed towards Al, but Marco runs out after robbing that airport, bumps into her, she shoots Oh, <laughs> ah, <wonder. laughs> I've been trying to make it
4: right, Al.
0: Like the fire that engulfs Al briefly turns the Sandman into glass and then he turns back into sand.
4: <laughs>
3: it's a whole no, that, thing. No, that's his origin. Like the, uh, the planes are shipping like Chemical X or whatever. And the explosion, like, like, cause they're right by a beach. It mixes the chemicals <laughs> with the sand, blows into Marco's face. Oh. And then he sees the locket of his daughter and decides to live again.
0: And it's a beautiful scene with an amazing score. And then the clown farts. Also, can I... I I just, like... Yeah, we've talked about the costume, but the mask specifically. Oh. So When it's done correctly, it's like, this is why I'm so a proponent of them... Doing, like, the Y eyes for Batman or, like, the lenses for any comic book character. Because you can do that and make it work. If Spawn managed to make it work, you can do that and make it work.
3: I just want to point out, Spawn looking at that with Violator, practical Violator, behind him for five seconds was amazing. I know. It's like, oh my god, we're watching a Spawn fan film. <laughs> and then back to this.
1: Back to this film.
3: I'm very confused as to how clown and violator are the same thing.
0: <laughs> also, we made a joke about Schwarzenegger being spawned, and he just made a Schwarzenegger joke.
3: Uh, You've just is been cool. violated, girly man. I'm fascinated by seeing the weird McFarland lines on a person's face <laughs> they are with Clown.
1: For some reason, the blue part of his face just looks like it would taste good.
0: Also, first mention of CU Alondas.
3: I never realized this until this moment. Because See You at Wanda's is looped, that was probably just another take from him saying See You at Wanda's there. <laughs> God, this movie is that lazy.
0: Like, we've never talked about the fact that because we're dumb, we have used See You at Wanda's as a sign-off for any time we're in a call together or anytime we hang out just in general, just it's, it's become commonplace.
3: Oh, this predates the Wanda's. podcast.
0: Yeah, See You at Wanda's was a thing that we have been doing and saying for over ten years, I would say, at this point.
3: I, I feel of the need to give this some context. The car chase scene we're going to be watching in a minute, that ends with See You at Wanda's, is my favorite thing that exists. (laughs) This is not a joke. When I'm depressed, I will play that scene in my head from beginning to end and laugh and laugh and laugh, and there will be a little more sunshine in the world. Because it is the single greatest concentration of stupid I have ever seen but to film. It's delightful, stupid. And it ends with a horrible CGI explosion and Clown just flying across the screen, screaming, See you at Wanda's, without his mouth moving.
1: It's concentrated 1990s. Also, in the middle of you saying that, I realize what this movie is. A Showtime original film from the late 90s.
3: It really is.
1: It's like, this movie wants to break out into softcore pornography so bad, but it's PG.
3: I <laughs> oh got You know what this r- reminds me of? And this is a fucking blast from the past. Remember the TNT Witchblade show?
1: The, the, the Witchblade show reminded me very much of Spawn.
3: Oh, God. The, the one that was just... A- Okay, I just want to talk about this for a while. (laughs) Because I think we've never discussed this as a group. We just all have acknowledged that we saw it and moved on with our lives. Like, what, 1999 or 8, I think this was? TNT had a Witchblade show that had absolutely no Witchblade stuff and was just a straight-up police procedural with the Witchblade. I think it was actually 2002 or something was it that late?
0: No, I think I think it was closer to 2000 maybe cuz I remember still being a kid uh whenever like those those ads would air. And honestly, I only saw the ads, I never actually saw the actual show, but I remember thinking the ads looked cool, so I wanted to see it. I don't think it was actually cool.
3: Now, I was so excited for that show when I was a kid, because it was a female superhero, and it was going to have, like, supernatural shit. And it had this tone. 2001 to 2002. Jesus. It also starred an
1: alcoholic, so that was interesting, who just usually looked drunk in every episode. Who Who was the lead in Yancy yeah. Butler.
3: I like Cogliostro's Flash, speaking
1: <laughs> But yeah, the big thing the Witchblade did was it made a gauntlet. And she, like, occasionally would almost go into comic book mythology stuff, but never quite get there and was just some police shit.
3: Yeah, she just fought crime, dudes. The only supernatural thing in that show was at the end of the first episode, right before she killed a random criminal his face stretched for a split second, which I think they did in post, like, at the last minute. Like, don't worry, there's some monsters on the show. And it was weirdly kind of a popular show. Well, that was back when anything could be popular on basic cable if it drawed, like, 20 people.
1: Remember when Sheena had a show?
3: Oh, God. Cog is delighted.
1: Spawn just seems like he's mad that the movie's still going.
0: <laughs> he's mad that he has superpowers. It's like I have to deal with more things, really. I'm just trying to die.
3: Okay, something that should never be on film is Spawn being trained on a rooftop to properly use his tit chains. <laughs> Like more looped-in Wanda dialogue.
1: I like Coglerostro just casually in the background, essentially saying that really important spawn thing, which is the powers slowly kill him, so that's why he can't use them all the time. But anyway, we're going to drop this mythology in, because it's that's the thing we're making, but... We don't really know how to do any of this, so we're just
3: saying it. No, that future man Stop. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, we're
4: yay.
1: here. Can I say I, I want to one day be as dramatic as Cagliostro in this movie <laughs> What even is this?
4: What, what do you
1: think Clown was actually saying there originally? I don't know. Because that was some of the worst ADR I've ever seen. Just um, um, um. ah, <laughs> nah,
3: I just like how they had to loop in that line, because without that, why is this happening?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like how they occasionally cut to Spawn, and he's like, whoa!
1: Spawn's on a motorcycle. <laughs>
3: I like how the 90s saw this and was like, that's a bit too far. I think this killed
1: the 90s. It's like, nope.
3: (laughs) Like, Rob Liefeld was like, ooh, Tom, I feel bad for you.
4: Like, the
0: 90s itself as an entity saw this and said, we have to make Blade because this cannot stand.
1: I, honestly, I feel like <laughs> Farland looked at, the uh Liefeld looked at this and felt that he was looking back into his soul, <laughs> and he needed to try to be a better person. He failed, <laughs> but I like to think for a second he was like, no, what have I done?
0: Are you saying Why that does... he looked into the abyss and he blunk?
3: Yes. Why does, uh, time for some necro-goo? So, also, why does his cape make a super motorcycle that he can't <laughs> see out of? <laughs> and that immediately crashes. It's really pointless. Also, I don't think that was Necro Goo at all. I think that was just water.
1: I think they just dumped toxic waste and now everybody in that surrounding area is going to get cancer and die. My
3: god, Spawn versus his arch enemy, that truck. Why can Spawn do
1: these things? <laughs> it's not Metamorpho. Why did it blow up? I don't understand anything. Okay, this.
0: okay. here it is.
1: Yes,
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just love how casually he's gliding too. <laughs>
4: it's like I've That's always why. had it in my
3: I've always had it in my head that he just. When he has to go somewhere, explodes (laughs) his way there. Goodbye, everybody. Whoa!
1: I love how Spawn's cape is battle damaged for no reason.
0: That line and that moment is the reason I chose to have this be the commentary to celebrate me being 20 years or 27
3: years old. You were laying it on thick for a moment there. (laughs) Me me on my 19th birthday. Also, this movie is pretty
1: much uh, mini-disc porn. It really is. Jesus fucking Christ.
0: What was with the obsession with mini-discs? Technology, MB.
1: Growing. They're getting smaller. Who sleeps like this? Who sleeps like they're just about to jump out of bed for something?
3: <laughs> oh god, this horrible liquid metal nightmare she's been having. <laughs> the fuck?
1: Oh no, it's that scene from signs.
0: I think I think everyone in the nineties, like if they were an adult, just dreamed in the filter for the Capri Sun like <laughs> effect.
1: Is he contacting Betty Brant? Yes. Uh, what?
3: I like that weird Judge Dredd reporter there. Also, I feel weird saying this at nearly the end of the movie, but I can't believe this is real. I know.
4: I
1: love fucking Martin Sheen with his ridiculous 90s sci-fi gun.
3: And
0: his leather jacket.
3: No, it's computing the truth.
1: Is Martin Sheen putting on a
3: voice? Yes. Yes. Also, what were they going to join him for? It's a good question. I really like his slacks. He looks so comfortable.
4: I just love how
1: this is the one time we got fucking arch Martin Sheen. they a very, like... Listen, I'm not saying the characters from Spawn are particularly complex, but what a weird version of Wynn.
3: I've never in my life understood this character. (laughs) What does he want? What does he need? What are his aims? The bat, Judd Nelson in Steel was a more well-rounded villain.
1: Oh yeah, Judd Nelson was the villain in Steel, wasn't he? Uh, he made that Jewish man eat a hot dog.
0: I mean, to be fair, James, James, you're you're (laughs) acting as though this movie has a story and characters and a plot.
1: Also, oh my God, could you imagine if this win, as played by Martin Sheen, was possessed and shared a body with Clown, John Leguizamo's Clown? It would be Martin Sheen putting on this performance. See, he said Spawn. Martin Sheen said Spawn.
0: I owe you a dollar.
3: That was a fierce debate they were having before recording. Whether or not Martin Sheen says the word Spawn. (laughs) Which I feel is very important to know.
1: I think this is right before Martin Sheen got like fat, so he was in like that weird between place.
3: Wow, that was all in his eyes.
1: He knows what's going on. It's like Svelte
3: Sheen is like forever immortalized. God, fucking sneaky Spawn. Will never not be hilarious.
0: I love Spawn in full costume walking into a 90s suburban home. And no! then this
4: happened. <laughs>
3: Why is this the end of Spawn? <laughs> Why is the end
1: of Spawn take place in a living room?
3: Why are we in a boudoir drama? <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, we do get to go to CGI hell where nothing in particular
0: happens, and then we immediately <laughs> leave. I just love how we're still going to see... No, Wanda.
3: Why didn't you turn into a motorcycle then? Yeah, where's your
1: wheels now, Spawn? Where's your magic cape?
3: I love how after all that talk of cutting her throat, he just stabs her in the chest, which Spawn could have easily prevented. (laughs) (laughs) Martin Sheen calling
1: someone Spawn in conversation is fucking hilarious. Oh, you're really done fucked up, Spawn. What were you thinking was going to happen, Spawn? So what do you think we should get for dinner, Spawn? I feel <laughs> like tacos, <laughs> he Spawn.
0: Cr- he cr- <laughs> he kicked.
1: That him. was fucking Black Dynamite kicking right there.
3: Yeah, <laughs> he does not wear that mask nearly enough in this movie. No. To be fair, I don't think he could breathe in that thing. Listen, Spawn is part of
1: the long line of superhero movies where the character cannot wear his mask. Which is hilarious because it's like, we need to see the actor's face. That actor covered in latex.
3: I'm sure that the scars took longer.
1: You're saying so much, Spawn. Oh, God.
0: (laughs) You're saying too much, Spawn. What the fuck is going on up there? <laughs> Don't send me there, Spawn. It looks like a screensaver, Spawn.
1: Where are those blades even come from, Spawn? Are they inside of you? Does it hurt when it
0: comes out?
4: Every time.
1: Oh
3: Jesus fucking Christ.
0: When'd you get laser vision, Spawn?
3: I, I've always been confused by what exactly Spawn's power set is. <laughs> How I think does just he magic stuff. it out of there with his eyes?
0: I think his power set in this movie is just stuff.
3: It's green. So why, why didn't you just kill him? You, you solved the problem. You do not have to be Redemption Spawn. You're Spawn. Why is Spawn Redemption Spawn in this movie? It's like Darkman got to kill the bad guy.
0: I love this actress giving the performance of John Leguizamo <laughs> as the clown.
1: It's like the entire movie should have been thus.
3: Why would you ever change back?
1: I'm sure Clown does that on his off days. I don't think Clown jumped up and down at all.
0: It's very odd how they only show him in, like, a couple second intervals of the full body. Almost as if they have something to hide.
1: I like how at that point we're just making fun of Leguizamo for being normally (laughs) hided.
4: That piece of shit. <laughs> How dare he? Why
1: couldn't you have been small? Why couldn't you have gotten your shins removed like a good actor?
3: Why like Daniel why, Day-Lewis did that time. Why did you take this amazing
0: role away from a small, small Working, small actors.
3: See, that is that is something you can add to, like, fucking Leguizamo's list of humanitarian deeds. He took, he took the role of the clown, so a little person wouldn't have to hoop. Why is Cogliostro fucking saying one-liners? Where the fuck were you when we needed you, medieval spawn?
1: I liked your costume, medieval spawn. I owned an action figure of it.
0: I Wait, there's a-, a medieval spawn now? <laughs> Why is there a medieval spawn, spawn?
3: I was always very disappointed by the objectively cool Spawn action figure I had. This was, like, one of the super detailed ones because he wasn't wearing his mask. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, they're going into his world.
4: The action
0: figures for this movie were pretty amazing because they were made by the McFarlane Company. So, they were well-made, and they were well-detailed, and they were of these costumes, so they actually looked cool.
1: Legs always broke, though. The only problem with the movie costume, uh, the movie toys, is uh, Spawn rarely had a cape.
0: (laughs) The version I had had wings for some reason.
1: There was a lot of Spawns with wings.
0: Mine was like a deluxe version, where if you pulled, like, a cord, the wings would flap. Which doesn't make any sense, because like... Wait, Why?
1: He needs to fly around, for some reason.
0: <laughs> also, he had, No, like, his
1: blade, th- that's his hand.
0: He had, like, no, he doesn't 30, have a hand. He had like 30 in cha- interchangeable hands. It's
3: like Aquaman. So do so they think they could stick? pull this off? I know. Where they- <laughs> this is filled with such confidence. I don't understand. Like, Where did your hubris
1: come in to think you would have money?
3: What's the thing, they're not trying to hide any of this. They think that this is the most amazing special effects of the 90s. I'm sorry, this is not Independence Day.
1: God, I you know what they should have made? Demolition Man Goes to Hell. <laughs> wow, the excitement.
3: The end of a movie. That was
1: like 30 seconds of nothing happening. Also, is that a CGI Spawn punching a practical violator? Does it
0: make sense? <laughs> no, I think Spawn is real. He's just on a different stage and is blue screened in.
3: We can't have Jai White and the animatronic in the same room. They don't get along. Yeah! yeah well, my... Spawn's here. Also, I just realized uh, Michael Jai White has a passionate, much-storied hatred for mascots. So what I just said is entirely possible. <laughs> that man does not like inanimate objects that look like things.
1: <laughs> okay, they're gonna they're gonna fight. Wait, no, what oh, no, that's not what's happening, what I love the I love how, in this version, this Malbogia
3: made other spawns, an army of other spawns to be led by one assassin dude, the evilest man who ever lived, and
1: Simmons wasn't even a piece of shit before he died in this version,
0: like he was reluctantly an assassin.
3: him flying away with his Spawn jetpack. So fucking stupid. Also, I love how Spawn is more powerful than the devil. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Spawn is the lamest god ever.
1: You know, it's never occurred to me till just now, but yeah, Spawn has a redemptive arc in this movie, but he was a perfectly fine human being before he
3: became Spawn. He was taking care of America's enemies. I remember being very bothered by that as a child. Why did he go straight to hell? (laughs) Is that what happened when you murder?
0: I just want to point out that those three waited for him to come back as if they expected him to come back from hell.
1: Well, I love this ending because the family just sits down on the couch and then... Spawn and this old night immortal <laughs> dude sit down against a bookshelf and just have a pleasant conversation. And then those other people are just in the room at the same time.
0: And there's a dollhouse in the corner.
1: And Wynne is there, but we're not talking about that. And then the homeless child shows up.
0: <laughs> well, Michael Sheen just Michael Sheen just having the easiest day of his career just sitting in a corner.
3: Spawn on there with his dog and his mentor.
4: No.
0: I don't get it. My doom gun doesn't work.
1: This is a really stupid movie. Have we covered that idea? It's this is a dumb movie.
0: What? I I'm not getting that at all
1: from this. This is a dumb, but yet this is one of my favorite movies. Forever, I will forever love the Spawn film. I mean, look
0: at this,
3: this pokey head. That is the that is Spawn's moment of glory.
0: He makes spikes out of his head.
1: How did a violator even fit in this room? God, this looks terrible.
3: <laughs> He's filled with necro goo.
1: What I love is Wanda and Terry have no fucking idea <laughs> what's going on. This plot just invaded their
0: lives just
1: in the They're third so act. Hard.
0: Why did Martin Sheen attack us and then CGI take over?
3: Shut the fuck up, medieval (laughs) spawn. Oh, we get to see Sam and Twitch for...
1: What, maybe, like, three seconds?
3: Well, they wanted to be faithful to the comics, Mike.
1: There's Sam and Twitch. The most fucking important characters in the Spawn universe, reduced to a nonsensical cameo at the end of the
0: film. I mean, I'll give them this. They look like Sam and Twitch.
1: Yeah. Also, once again, the movie ends with, like, fucking... Wrapping up this 90s action plot? Oh, something about gas. I don't know.
3: The important thing is Spawn saved America. That kid's so
1: cool. Why did Cogliostro stick
0: around? Seriously, he, he could go anywhere. Does he believes in people, Mike. He believes in the humanity of
3: that alley. He believes in the force of others.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Spawn. Yes,
3: the ending of every superhero movie.
4: Specifically,
0: uh, shots lifted directly from the end of the 1989 Batman? But with rats?
1: I love how this is one of the only cool shots in the entire film, and it still has terrible CGI in it. Why is it only the bad superhero movies have the hero draped across the cross?
3: (laughs) Oh, it's like he's not even wearing that cape at all. How must the people in that city feel about Spawn just being there now? I like how this and the shadow both end with the same exact
1: frame. Just the hero turning around into camera for no reason, not matching the last shot at all. I will say, I like the style of the end credits. If, uh, that counts as a thing.
0: I, what did we just watch? I've seen this movie several times, beginning to end, I've seen every single scene. I still have no idea what we just watched. It was amazing, but I have no idea what it was.
1: I like how Zack's dad, Michael Papa John, made it into the credits.
3: (laughs) I just love how it will forever be on Frank Wilker's resume that he voiced. The Devil Marlborosha.
0: It's like, it was that, and it was the knife from the beginning of The Shadow.
1: <laughs> I like how ILM did this movie. Baron Von Splooge, same. <laughs> That's what I'm calling myself now. You will now all... Declare me
3: Baron Von Splooge. I like that. Nothing tells you about, uh, the mood on set more than that. Also, I love just the Spawn theme song playing over these.
1: There was a CG
4: staff? It wasn't just Steve.
1: What I like is this song is the only reason the Spawn soundtrack is occasionally searched on YouTube.
3: <laughs> think about that. It's <laughs> a weird thought. What's weird is the Spawn soundtrack exists.
0: Like, don't you have to be a movie in order to have a soundtrack?
1: <laughs> I think they asked Iced Earth if they wanted to do a song or anything for it, and they turned them down because it's this.
4: Now, if
3: there were a young blood movie, we'd talk.
1: Thurston, if you want to see a, if you want to listen to a good Spawn movie, just listen to the Ice Earth Spawn album from the early '90s. Sure, that's not a movie, and that's a musical album, but that still counts as more of a movie than the thing we just watched.
3: God, now I'm just thinking. Can you imagine? Like, let's uh... mind Palestine? <laughs> Yes, let's, if we can uh, permit a moment of whimsy, we once again return to the alternate universe where Spawn made money. This ushering in the image age of comic book movies. Oh, God. The
0: image cinematic universe.
3: Oh, yeah, they get to it first. Like, Spawn is their blade.
0: And then followed by, like, following the format of what Marvel did, like, the next one would have to be a team movie. I'm, you know, you would say Youngblood, I'm gonna go with Wildcats, like Brian Singer reinvents Wildcats.
3: Uh, Wildcats is still going to the, to this day. It's been relaunched as many times as Wildcats.
0: There was, like, a, there was a movie about, uh, what, what, a Grifter, that's called Just Cole. And it stars
3: Hugh Jackman? I'm and sorry, like...
1: all, all I'm picturing is a teaser poster from the year 1999 that just says, Coming. This fall. Yabba dabba doom.
3: <laughs> just a stone fist, clenched. And, I've, I, and I just look down at
1: my hands, look back up, and realize I have waken up in the Twilight Zone. And this is not where I'm supposed to be. And I just jump in front of a bus. <laughs> no, Leifeld cannot have more coke money. He's had enough coke money. Bricks on the wall, no more. I don't know why you sang "Bricks on the Wall" as a fucking electric guitar fired up over the end credits is <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> That needs to be a song, Bricks on the Wall. Like, if there was ever, we have another podcast called Graphic Novelism. If there was ever a Graphic Novelism music inspired by the podcast album, Bricks on the, a fucking metal song called Bricks on the Wall, like a butt rock late 90s song called Bricks on the Wall would be the way to go. These credits are still fucking going,
3: by the way.
0: These credits have more to them than the actual movie.
3: I refuse to believe this many people on this movie.
1: God, and there's an after credit scene where Angela turns around and then is sold to Marvel.
3: <laughs> oh my god, like all this is building towards the authority. <laughs> Wow.
1: Could you imagine if there was a sequel to this and Spawn fought a cyber gorilla?
3: Oh god. Imagine them having the money for practical Cygor. <laughs> god. But he couldn't move. Oh god, we're going into <laughs> the dedications. Michael DeLuca.
1: A.K. George, a. George Lucas. Emron. Hey Bob
3: Shay. All those people who would be deeply ashamed that this movie exists. I feel
1: like well, this is exactly what Bob Shay and Michael De would be looking for.
0: I love yeah, how Bob Shay Bob, Shea, Bob Shea didn't want like a serious like almost psychedelic version of The Island of Doctor Moreau. He thought that was too weird and a little goofy. But Spawn, that was the ticket. I think it's
1: important to point out that the production company that the director runs, the logo for it is just a fart joke. And I think that really is the perfect summation of what the Spawn movie is.
0: Just one extended fart joke starring John Leguizamo as the clown. And this has been Pulp Commentary for
1: Spawn. Spawn.
4: Spawn! Spawn! Simmons! It's Simmons!
1: And
3: I've been Mike. I've been Andy. And I've been James.
0: See you at
4: Wanda's!
1: Necro-goo.
2: Great from the comic book. Get Spawn! It's Spawn!
4: Verna Breaker! Spawn, look out!
2: Battling evildoers everywhere.
4: Roar. Go, Spawn!
2: Live the adventure with Spawn. There are a lot of issues that plague the <laughs> Greetings and salutations, kiddos. It's me, your old goblin in crime, Roderick Kingsley. Here with a special message for you, my adoring public. You may have noticed lately in my many, many appearances that I've had a bit of a spring in my pointy-booted step. No boys and girls, the secret to my success is no wonder drug or mere miracle diet, but an elixir of the spirit. And like a Halloween-themed Jehovah's Witness, I'm here to spread the good news like a bombardment of pumpkin bombs. The good news of graphic novelism. But, Uncle Hobgoblin... You ask? What is graphic novelism? Don't interrupt me, you little shit! But yes, the tenets of graphic novelism are quite simple. A love for the comic book form in all of its forms. A rejection of the complacency that keeps it from reaching further heights. And, most importantly, a refusal to fall into the dark pool of negativity that has strangled the life out of this culture for too long. Since becoming a devout graphic novelist, I've rebuilt my goblin game from the ground up, soaring high above my fears and insecurities, as though they were the skyline of New York City. And all you have to do to walk this path is look deep, deep within yourself and send your credit card number, care of Ronnie, the OG Hobby at gobmail.com. Or if you want to be a total Norman about it, just listen to the Graphic Goblinism Podcast, where Alex Cook... James Lewis and Mike na- na- Napier preach their love for the medium and warn against those that may do us harm. Remember, ladies and gents, if you want to be the hobgoblin of whatever it is that you do, listen to graphic novelism. Subscribe to it on iTunes and The Stitcher. Leave a rating in a comment. <laughs> Graphicnovelism.com. And for God's sake, c- c- kill Spider-Man! <laughs>
4: Your that was just a little taste of graphic novels. <laughs>